You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to um, a Sick Boy podcast. Yeah, you sound a little husky. I do. Um, I don't think I'm sick. I think I, my sinuses are just a little fucked up. You're sick. You, you no, were sick. No you gave fever, it to me. No blood. We probably shouldn't have made it out after, gave, after the last episode. It's a f- our tradition. tradition. Our traditional kids. Look, the, this podcast's success rests on one thing, and that is <laughs> you and me making out when That's we're true. done recording. It's we can't change it. We'll ruin our chances of ever becoming famous podcasters. It's our podcast aftercare to where like, yeah. is it okay for you? Or I'm here. glad that you know about aftercare too. <laughs> Phil, do you know about aftercare? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, I, uh, I've got the cat sitting right next to me. He and I will we'll have a good kiss session. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's here. <laughs> so, I'm here. And Bogomil. Yeah. The good cat. <laughs> yes. What's your asshole cat? Uh, that's Rosewood. Rosewood. Sure, it's not Wormwood. Seems more appropriate. Better. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Tadpog. Uh, Tyler and Dave play old games. This time it's Tyler and Dave and Phil. We're we're playing old games. Just three regular Dungeon Daddies three playing games. Dungeon, dungeon Daddies. Daddies. Dungeon Daddy. It's almost Tap Dog. If I could leave, and it could be <laughs> Tap Dog. You guys want to do this <laughs> yeah. by yourselves? I mean, you laugh, but it'd probably be, no. probably be a little better. No. no. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually the P, I'm the P in Tadpog. It's it's Tyler and Dave, comma Phil. <laughs> old games? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I have also been keeping up with a lot of Bort posting <laughs> recently. Phil is too far away for me to kiss, so it just it wouldn't work. You could cyber have to have you here. We I don't have palace chat access anymore. I can't. My court order. Unless unless I'm I have a a Tommy Hilfiger tune avatar with. Baggy pants and um, a newspaper that says "kitty porn" with a picture of a kitten on it. I just can't. I can't do it. I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand why your heart wouldn't be into it. <laughs> Does Palace Chat still exist? I feel like we had this discussion at least a dozen times, and I still don't know the answer. Yeah. I feel like it does. Maybe I don't know. Let's just say. Let's just say it does. Did they have like Game of Thrones palace chat <laughs> and like the Mandalorian palace chat? <laughs> Everybody's like nude, big dong, baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Man, baby Yoda's dick's so big he's got jinkos for it. <laughs> it, it has jinkos. On it. <laughs> Man, my baby Yoda's got a big old Dr. Seuss cat in the hat hat on it. Well, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mine's, mine's got a yellow bong. <laughs> God bless you, Palace Chat. Come back to us. Mm-hmm. Discord needs to step up their game and give us avatars in a virtual space to click around in. I agree. I want to see what the I see fucking pee Palace Chat is like. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, courtesy of our dark chaotic god, the randomizer. All hail. We, All hail. We are playing Dungeon Master for the SNES. Dungeon Master. And although he had never played it, it is the type of game I now associate with one Sandwich Pope, Phil Hawkins. I am your your first person CRPG port guest Dun- expert. It's Dungeon it's Daddy. It's kind of like... <laughs> You're yeah, a Dungeon it, Daddy. It, yeah. 
it's kind of like whenever Alton Brown would have his guest, like nutritional anthropologist, come on to every <laughs> two or three episodes. What else do they do? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry, uh, I'm quiet because I am placing my maximum bid on a boxed Super Scope 6 light gun. I love it so much. Uh, boy, let me tell you about the Super Scopes. Mm. You know how you told me that you had one, Tyler, yep. and the scope was off? All the other Super Scopes that exist on the internet also do not have a scope. It's un- unplayable, unusable. So I'm glad you told me that because yep. it's like I'm looking for one. for Inevitably, we are going to have at least a few, a handful at least why, six. Why for sure. it's detachable, I do not understand. And no one. And then what'll happen is people will sell them, and they either don't realize that it needs the scope, yep. or they do not care yep. that it needs the scope. So, sorry. That's you guys. You guys can talk about Dungeon Master. I'm just gonna stare at my stare at my tablet that while works. this bidding war that's continues. <laughs> So when I said earlier, if you two just wanted to do this by yourselves, what I meant was, please, you two, do this by yourselves. It will be too hard to emulate. We need to get this. You can use my stand-in voice bot if you want. Oh, that's true. That'll be fine. Yeah. Well, You got me saying Baby Yoda's dick. What else do you need? (laughs) (laughs) Dave, what do you- I was like the judge an episode based on would I be able to uh, share it on my Facebook page, and we're we're five minutes in (laughs) with multiple- Multiple Baby Yoda dick references, so. So, yes, 100%. Yeah, it's not too bad, really. Um, yeah, I feel like you're good. We're tame so far. We'll see. We'll see. I've got, like, a running counter um, to, to see once we reach a certain threshold of, like, can I share this? Will Will um, the mayor of Woodburn um, click on this? Do I want him to click on this? The, the description on Facebook will be, mayor, attention, mayor of Woodburn. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> Actually, I think that I think that's would you be okay with that? I'm guessing no. <laughs> I like to keep yeah. my work life and my deviant life separate as much as possible. <laughs> on a scale of on a scale of Bert and Ernie to Untitled Goose, like where would where would it fall if I did it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good scale. <laughs> We could replace beers and glasses with where does this fall between Untitled Goose and Bert and Ernie? Or Toad and Frog. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe we should have done Toad yeah. and Frog, so, especially since mm. Phil's here. Yeah, that's definitely that's a Toad move right there. <laughs> <laughs> All he right. was a real dick. If we were going to do a Simpsons parallel of Toad and Frog, who would everyone in Toad and Frog be? <laughs> you can only use Toad and Frog. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I actually saw on Reddit today on our Ambien somebody because people get fucked up on Ambien and just post whatever on our Ambien. So it's, it's not a pharmaceutical subreddit. <laughs> nope. Okay. I uh, like to think it started that way and that it just got taken over by people fucked up on Ambien. <laughs> well, yeah. They're like, I need to find a reason that this is so weird. Because I sent you one of them about like the worm is free now. How much sin will he commit? <laughs> if it's just this puppet worm. <laughs> <laughs> but this one was somebody going, oh so, oh so smarts, and it's just that one one page of Toad and Frog. We could put cookies in the box and not eat anymore, but then we could open the box. That's true. That's- <laughs> <laughs> then you can you can tie a ribbon around the box. <laughs> I like to think it's a thesis on the free will of man. <laughs> man, thanks, Ambien. Shortinger's cookies. <laughs> oh well. I'm your bearded host, Tyler, and 
I personally don't have much of an intro, but Melissa actually told me a story I had never heard before. You want to call her? You want to? Oh, never mind. We've already got Phil. <laughs> Phil, we got to boot you to get Melissa. I, I tried getting her like, hey, just come out here and tell it. She's like, no, you tell it. Okay. All right. She doesn't want to do it. Okay. That, um, why, Melissa? You're so pleasant. I know. I, you should be I on, know. you should be on the show. She listens, right? Yep. So there's a third female listener. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> should be on the show. But so she told me that, um, several years ago, she got in her car and turned on her radio. And as soon as it, she turned it on, it said, and she was, she was, um, the circumstances were one, like she couldn't actually see this. She could actually see like where, what it was tuned to. What station it was on. Right. Yeah. So she turned it on and immediately said, murder your family. Yeah. She's like, All right. <laughs> be, be the ninth caller and win tickets to the CMA, oh. CMA awards. And she was like, okay. So she called in. Boom, she got it. She was the ninth caller, she right? Was. Immediately. She's like, you're the ninth caller. You've just won tickets for the CMAs. How do you feel? Oh, she's great. It's awesome. Wonderful. Who made you a winner? You guys yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. <laughs> so then, like, they were like, all right, thanks. And then, like, got her offline and, you know, we're getting her information. And she was like, okay, so who are you guys and where am I going? <laughs> W W K Y Q ma'am. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. That's the one with the rabbit, right? Not the yeah. one with the frog. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard on another podcast. It was, uh, I think it was thirty twenty ten. I've mentioned it before on the mm-hmm. on the show. Um, one of their their one of their hosts said that they got everything. Well, like when he was in high school, he got everything just by calling in on those um, those radio station things. Because mm-hmm. what what he found out was no one calls. <laughs> That's why I was surprised that she got in on the uh, ninth. Yeah, Cause yeah. like he said that he would call back like three or four times and be like, Am I am I the ninth caller? Click. Am I the ninth caller? Click. Mm-hmm. And they had no problem getting through. Mm. But then again, this is a country music station in western Kentucky. Probably a lot of people are calling. I mean, lo- um Ghost of the show, uh, David Dykus used to call regularly, and that's how he got all his tattoos. Because he'd call when they'd offer a free tattoo, he'd call till he got it. <laughs> I didn't know he had any tattoos. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet he's really regretting that Tadpog tattoo he got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, Did they get to pick the tattoo? It's just like, yes. man, free, free is free. It's a good offer. I'll, I don't care what's on my body. <laughs> <laughs> Can't turn down something free, man. But, That's a good uh, Bird? Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. Can you make it a dirty uh, Tweety I'm Bird? I'm like the RA and say by the building, uh, the college years. Perfect. Tweety Bird on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's like, a deep like cut. Deep I didn't even know that was a real. Is that a real trivoid? Phil agrees. Wow, I'm the only one here at this table. Clearly, I'm fit to only bid on a super scope. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Melissa went. Said it was. It was really great. Uh, I guess it was the first time she'd gotten to see Reba McIntyre, and she loves Reba. My dad does her, too, her man. And, and John Turley. John Turley's yeah. a big boner for Reba. Quote: I have a big boner <laughs> for Reba. Yeah. I was like, hey, John Turley. Hey, hey, y'all, what's up? This boner for Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Can't you tell? It looks like it looks like Baby Yoda's dick wearing Jinkos. <laughs> uh, add another one, Phil. I've yeah. I've also put a spike collar around it, like I did my own neck when I was in high school. <laughs> I had a goth phase. Phil, I think you need like a, a a bell or something that rings every time we like trigger your do not post to work Facebook. <laughs> uh, I don't have a bell, but I do have computer wires and a metal desk. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Just, that sounds great. Do it again, please. Every time I feel uncomfortable with where this conversation is going for my public image. 
<laughs> That's the Tad Fog way. <laughs> but then um, before she got to see like the pinnacle of everything, uh, the the awful person she uh, took with her said, no, let's go beat the traffic. And she was forced to leave before she actually got to see the whole show. Really? <laughs> yep, yep. So wait, this whole thing has like happened already <laughs> like this was years ago oh. years ago <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like holy I know, no, shit man ago. like over the course of this past week that i haven't seen you yeah, which is cmas <laughs> and i was like man fuck this <laughs> i don't want to be stuck in traffic let's go all right okay now this was this was a lifetime ago <laughs> i see okay i'm with you now i don't know that wasn't tracking for me i was like wow holy god a lot has happened <laughs> what about you phil you got an intro story yeah. Um, before I get to that, though, I do feel new li- new listeners out there. Before, if you are familiar with the current, um, they don't exist. Um, <laughs> well, there were a couple of people that came into your uh, came into Tadpog Church on Sunday, which um, I don't think I had seen before. Had you seen before, Dave? No, I hadn't. I should have been like a real pastor and gotten them to commit to listen. You know, like yeah. I should have been like, "Hey, thanks for dropping by. Look, I really like you. I can tell you're really cool. Would you?" How how would you feel about uh, joining our podcast yeah, family? Stop the video. <laughs> if anybody here feels like something is being laid on their heart, <laughs> and they want to come to the Tadpog <laughs> altar and pledge their lives right now to Tadpog, and just raise your hands. I need to start <laughs> going Tadpog Church. I need to start going to church to take notes <laughs> on what to do on the stream. So how do you brainwash them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. God, God. Okay. Uh, but how do you brainwash them? But all this money that people are just throwing in this bucket, how, how do you do that? <laughs> all right. I'm sorry, Phil. To the new listeners. No, but yeah. No, no, no. You, new I listeners. No, I noticed that you didn't ring the bell, so I feel like all that was probably I, the clear. I also want to point Not out that I, that I am a Christian and do believe in God, but I do have my problems with organized religion. <laughs> and part of that is the brainwashing and the, the dumping of money. The brainwashing and the buckets. <laughs> Have some class. Buckets? Buckets? Really? Come on. Come on. With all the money in the bucket, you could buy something better than a bucket. Those are basically gold-plated hats you're passing around. It's very weird. (laughs) Have a a clown and we put stuff in his mouth. All right. We got it. Finally. We can move move on. You You mentioned John Turley. And I, I fear new listeners may confuse your your um, regular guest host, Burger Bottom Bitch Wizard, Captain Gun Nerd. <laughs> Let's just go with Captain Gun Nerd. <laughs> Reba McIntyre lover. I, I, no, there we go. That's the one I like. <laughs> but uh, they might be confusing him with current Republican legal scholar John Turley, who is testifying with the uh, current impeachment hearings right now. So let's go ahead and d- date this podcast with, with that. I forgot listener, about that. four years from now, um, remember the Republican um, or remember the impeachment hearings? That was a thing, wasn't it? That was nice. So, um, no, I don't know. Genre. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, handmaiden, do you remember the long ago? Whenever <laughs> you're listening to this illegally in the in the dystopia. Um, no, no. Well, um, so I do have a pretty uh, a, a decent story here um, involving everyone's favorite um, Harold Arthur. Um, who you might remember from Poop on the Floor Flame. Poop yeah. on the Floor Flame. <laughs> Poop on the Floor Flame. 
It's a, Son, I have ignited the floor flame that will warm our house. Yeah. It's a religious thing that Phil has in his house. If you're a new listener, we've talked about the, the, the flame a lot. He has an, he has an incinerator toilet, toilet called the floor flame, and everyone must shit upon it. It's actually, in a, he's got a room in his house that just has wire mesh, and then below that wire mesh, it's just like lava, like in Bowser's castle. And when you go to the bathroom, you just do whatever you want in there, and it all goes to lava. Every now and then you got to scrub the grate. Yeah, yeah. It's heat sanitizer. It's fine. Yeah, I forgot about that. It bakes it in. Yeah, it gives that mash a nice patina. <laughs> he's got – so he's <laughs> – Phil, welcome to a weird episode of Tad Bog. Yep. No, this is great. Um, all you Dungeon Master fans, welcome to the show. Uh, this is <laughs> – <laughs> They do exist. We'll get, yeah. We'll absolutely. get there eventually. Um, but, yeah, no, Arthur is – Nine years old now. Like he's <laughs> he is insanity. no longer pooping Damn. on the floor. He's pooping on toilets these days. Out <laughs> <laughs> <Atta> of boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like he's so he watches as any nine year old does, he watches a lot of YouTube. Like a fucking yeah, yeah, lot yeah. of YouTube. And I don't really think he actually I mean he likes it, but um, you know, oftentimes when he gets done with it and he's kind of realized that he has used his daily allotment of screen time on watching some random British dude emote about Minecraft and <laughs> realize that he didn't actually get to play any games today. So, um, but, um, about that dystopia we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big, big Dan, T- Dan TDM fan, yeah. Baldy. Um, I forget who else, but it's a bunch of, it's, it's essentially like, the the nutritional equivalent of sprinkles mixed with butter, like it's just absolute <laughs> intellectual garbage. Nothing like the Tadpog stream Sundays at eight thirty Central on Twitch yeah. TV. Um, An intellectual delight. Come find your intellectual salvation. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> he's generally pretty good with his YouTube watching, and like you know, we can kind of leave him alone to watch his stuff and. You know, he's not he's not straying into alt-right recruitment videos or anything like that. Yeah. So, um, he, yeah. He hasn't fallen asleep watching YouTube for long enough. Do you use YouTube right. kids or just like straight up unfiltered YouTube? Just, just straight up unfiltered. Um, yeah, I know. It's it's dangerous. And YouTube guess what? No that, rubber. Tie, <laughs> that, ties in, that ties into today's story. So. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> okay. He's – Arthur really likes like internet, like LOL random – culture like if it's weird obscure mario fan theories or i or wonder where like, he got that from yeah. <laughs> um have have any of you guys ever heard the word pingus before pingus no but i'm pingus. gonna guess it's a penguin's penis <laughs> you're close oh damn it. i mean i'm glad i'm close but i wanted to nail it um, is it a palace chat thing <laughs> Could be, it could be. Is Arthur might be on on Secret Palace chat, and I don't even know about that. Find out. But there's for a period of time. So, and and for reference, Arthur is is chock full of ADHD. You know, we 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 hit him up with all sorts of uh, of uh, um, vaccinations. vaccinations, and yeah. you know, <laughs> we we spun the roulette wheel, and um, you know, we we barely missed it, but here we are. And so, the randomizer randomizer giveth, the randomizer taketh away. <laughs> And like Arthur, Arthur is is very. He likes to just kind of like, like sing and yell and blurt things randomly, um, just because, just for the fun of it, for being random. And one of the things, like one time, he starts um, interjecting the word "pingus" 
loudly <laughs> into his conversations. <laughs> okay. Randomly, without context, without meaning, just Pingus saying the word <laughs> Pingus whenever Pingus. And like the more frustrated his mother and I would get, like the happier <laughs> made him. Wait, let me ask you a question real quick. Why yeah. were you guys getting frustrated? Was it because he, it was just annoying or Pengus. you didn't know what it was? Or Pengus. Yeah, just imagine that. <laughs> What's the over, law of equivalent exchange? Over. You cannot gain joy unless your parents lose it. So, yeah. Ah, yes, this is the way. And like the best we could understand, like Arthur thought, that it meant fingers because it kind of sounds like the word fingers. And um, we kind of left at that. And eventually the trend faded. He lashed onto other internet jargon. And occasionally he, you know, from time to time would blurt out the word every now and then. And we hadn't heard it for a while until a couple weeks ago when we're out getting tacos at one of the taco trucks around here. And he says the word pingus. And I'm just like, you know what? What the fuck does pingus mean? I'm, I'm actually going to look this up and look it up on Google on my phone. And uh, Urban Dictionary says it means penis. It is an internet slang word for penis that my son has just been blurting out over and over again without <laughs> any knowledge that he was doing this. You know what he was doing? He was winning the pingus game at home. No one, <laughs> no one else would even play with him. <laughs> but it comes from... It comes from a Sonic the Hedgehog episode. What? <laughs> where the, Which Sonic because, do you know? Like the nineties, the nineties okay. Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Um and and I I'll I'll give you a link in the show notes. I've got everything. I've got the done the research on this. <laughs> the um, pingus there's, facts. It, there's an episode <laughs> where Dr. Robotnik says the dialogue, snooping as usual, I see. And with the way he inflects snooping as if you carefully edit ping as, it sounds a lot like penis. And okay. this was turned into this, this internet phenomenon, apparently, in certain circles of, of the web, like 12 years ago. Um, like, and right. <laughs> so, so when Arthur was, was interjecting the word pingus into his, into his speech, he was mimicking a video, a, a, like a famous YouTube video, where... Um, someone had taken that Sonic episode, and whenever there was like a noun, they they inserted the word pingus into into place of the noun, so it sounded like they were saying penis over and over and over again. Look, man, I am trying to get rich, making internet content, and I think you just opened the door for yeah. me. Like, I feel like I could probably, I could do that. Oh, yeah. But, oh, but, yeah. But maybe not, because my mind immediately went to, oh, yeah, I think I remember that episode where Sonic threw a chili dog at Dr. Robotnik's crotch, and Dr. Robotnik said, oh, my pingus. <laughs> so maybe I couldn't do that. Why don't you suck this chili dog, Dr. Robotnik? Your what? My pingus. Your Topanga? Your t- That's a different you, show. There you go. <laughs> but I will suck that Topanga. <laughs> Present it. Oh, yeah. All right. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Went too far. <laughs> I meant the old one. <laughs> don't yeah. don't ring your desk bell at Girl me. Girl meets world. <laughs> I meant the mom one. The, the age appropriate sucking. <laughs> right. Did you so explain to him what pingus meant? Yeah, yeah, and I told him like Arthur, you're you're saying like the you're essentially just saying cock over and over again, just cock, 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 and he got a kick, a kick out of that. So that was, <laughs> that's even better. Cock. Yeah. I'll just cut also, in the chase. Arthur is also a very, very proper boy. And um he he prides himself on not like looking up inappropriate stuff and saying inappropriate stuff. So this has turned him off 
from Pingus um, <laughs> ever again. Right. Um, That's so, good. So enjoy yeah, those. Good on him, I suppose. And then you know, you know, maybe he'll he'll latch on to the next uh, inappropriate internet f- craze. I don't know. What I love the most about um, Arthur stories is it gives me a glimpse into the future. Mm-hmm. Because um, Henry also had a he also had a floor turd, uh, which I remember when it happened because I immediately was like, "Phil, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, look, look, this also happened to my house." Nikki, get the camera. So yeah, <laughs> right in four years, four Quick, years will be the put pinkest. Put this on years. the internet. <laughs> hey Siri, put this on the internet. So Dave and I, in, in celebration of Phil being back on the show, we are we are being basic AF and drinking uh, the White Claws left behind by Brandon when he came over here the other day. The whitest of claws. I've never had a White Claw before. Yeah, they are not good. Oh boy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try one. Hi, I'm Dave. It's like very minorly alcoholic Lacroix. I've never had yeah, Lacroix. I, just use them as mixers. Like just put some better, stronger alcohol in them, and then you have like super alcohol. How do you spell mm-hmm. Lacroix? Um, L A C R O I X. I know Remy Lacroix in yeah. that case, yeah. but I've just just like her, I've never tasted Lacroix <laughs> <laughs> or age appropriate Topanga. So Remy Lacroix, Remy LeBeau. Are there multiple Remy Laws? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's bad. I don't like that at all. This is awful. This is what Lacroix tastes like. Yeah. Only no alcohol. Yeah, look, if you get the Walmart like a, brand. A, a hint of a hint of strawberry, like lime with its batteries almost dead. <laughs> if you get the Walmart brand LaCroix, they like are like, look, we get our audience. We're going to load this up with like, you know, we get it. You don't like water. We get it. We see yeah. you coming in the store. We understand you don't like water. You're one of those people who say water's gross. <laughs> right. No, 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 we get it. And they've got me pegged because it's like, you you're correct. Water? No, I hate water, man. Oh, man. God, I'm like, yeah, it's, I never have, but like. So we moved around a lot when I was a kid. Every tap water tastes different. And so yeah. like I do not trust water. <laughs> well, yeah, tap tap water I think is gross. I'm with you 100% there. And it's like when we lived in Louisiana, that's where I was born, uh I swear man, I do not know if it's just our city just or what. Water. Well, I mean, there's some to that. It's like all the water in the tap tastes like sulfur. Ooh, ooh, like I mean, ooh. like you can let the water run for a while, and like just think, like because like there was a while where like, dude, I I hadn't lived there for so long, but all like my, my um, like my family does, aunts and uncles and grandparents and stuff like that, and I would go back to visit, and I would take a shower, and I would be this literally happened. I was taking a shower, and I was like, it's like it's like eleven. Is someone making eggs? Oh, and it was the water God. in the shower. <laughs> so you got back on your fan boat and left. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "See ya." <laughs> man, that's out. Man, that sounds really bad. So I don't like oh, water, but oh. I've got a history with it, so that's my excuse. Oh man. But my but my point is, uh if you if you want like high flavored seltzer water, uh get I believe it's called America's Choice. <laughs> ah. God damn right it is. <laughs> so it is it is my choice whether or not I want to drink water and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Question is whether they have that like light sulfur flavored um, Lacroix America's Choice. Right? Yeah. Could I get Could I get the Louisiana special, please? <laughs> Eggs. Yeah. And I mean, Great look, food, lemon egg. I'm not, and it's like I'm not trying to bash or anything because I love you know where I'm from, you know. Ooh. But it's like, man, that water is gross. Ooh, ooh. Oh man. Um, also, not related to anything gross, uh, but I 
believe that it is going to be this week. Uh, hey, do you know do you know Choctopus? Yeah, he's been on the show before and talk about Super Good Smash guy. Brothers and Goof Troop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know, and he sent us that package recently, and we know that he is way more important than us. Yep. Uh, I he invited me to play Super Mario Strikers for the GameCube with him for an upcoming video that he's doing. And if you are listening to this episode when it comes out, wait one more day, and um, I think you'll be able to see that video. Um, if you if you're listening to this in the future, if you're listening to this in the dystopian future where Palace Chat has taken over the world. Uh, go ahead and go back, dig into the archives, and you can find that. And um, if you're listening to this on Wednesday and you're right now, you're like, shit, I'm going to forget tomorrow, just subscribe to Choctopus mm-hmm. on YouTube. That's my recommendation. Yep, yep. You guys want to talk about uh, Dungeon Master for the Super Nintendo? I uh, probably should. Probably yeah. Should. I can talk about other stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I, can, like, I can talk about Super Mario Maker 2, Ninja Speedrun yeah. mode. I can talk about mm-hmm. River City Girls. I can talk about... Girls. Nikki's got a haircut I really like. Talk about that. Okay. I mean... So I, I, watched, mean I watched Home Alone this past weekend. Hey! That was a thing. Man. <laughs> Home Alone... Okay, so we've got Disney Plus and Home Alone is on there. And it's like, whenever Henry's in the room, I have to like strategically scroll through Disney Plus so that he does not see Home Alone. Because if he sees it, he's like, Home Alone! Home Alone! Home Alone! Home Alone! <laughs> it's like, man, I like Home Alone, but I'm tired of watching Home All Alone. All right, Henry. <laughs> and you scroll over to Home Alone 3. <laughs> I've never seen it. We, 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 he and I can experience that nightmare together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or we can watch Home Alone 2, and I can be like, that man is our president. <laughs> yeah. Tim Curry? Yeah. <laughs> a woman with pigeons? Pigeon Woman 2020. <laughs> I have a big boner for Reba McIntyre, unquote. Pigeon Lady 2020. <laughs> On a uh, scale of Toad and Frog to Untitled Goose, where would you rank Home Alone 3? Ooh. Um, mm. Uh, right by Sandlot Two, which Sandlot Two is I didn't know there was Sandlot, Sandlot Two. One, just with different actors. Oh boy, <laughs> it's not as good. <laughs> All right, sweet. Who plays James Earl Jones? Oh, I don't know. Who I, plays the dog? I only watched a little bit of it. I was like, why are they redoing Sandlot? It's like it, they're talking about it's a Sandlot Two. Like, oh, okay, it's the next neighborhood. What is it? No, it's basically Sandlot <laughs> One with more kid actors that are not as good. Does it take place in the same like? Era or it, is it, like, it looks the same. Really? Like I would have figured, but yeah. All right. You know what else is pretty great is um, "Stand by Me" too. <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they cutely titled it "Stand by Me" as well. <laughs> Sophie's other choice. <laughs> also, America's choice. <laughs> well, do you hear that, Dave? I do hear that. It sounds like the clamoring of many, many a person. Uh, rushing to hear our fantastic, we promise, fantastic Dungeon Master mm. content. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, of course, ushers in a segment that we like to call Dave Reads from Wikipedia. Okay, guys, Dungeon Master is a real-time role-playing video game featuring a pseudo-3D first-person perspective. That is all one hyphenated word, and it's a blue link in Wikipedia. If you want to, if we can go down that rabbit hole, if we want to see what that is all about. Uh, Dungeon Master was developed and published by FTL Games for the Atari ST in 1987. Almost identical Amiga and PC DOS ports following in 1988 and 1992. 
Dungeon Master reportedly sold 40,000 copies in its year of release alone and went on to become the ST's best-selling game of all time. The game became the prototype for the genre of the 3D dungeon crawlers with notable clones like, and this is kind of important because it is also a Super Nintendo game, or let me rephrase that, it was also ported to the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. Eye of the Beholder, which is like the big famous one for the, for the, the D&D gold box mm-hmm. stuff. Which is also the uh, uh, Super Nintendo game that I own too, so I'll look forward yeah. for that one. Well, well, yeah, when we get to it, man, will you be on it? I'll be here. All right. I've never played it before, but I'll give it a try. Well, that makes that makes two of us at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this game was, um, you know, I hadn't heard of this Dungeon Master before because um, I didn't have, you know, I was a Nintendo boy growing up, so um, I didn't know any of the PC stuff. And it was it was surprising to hear that this was just apparently the the great granddaddy of of first person dungeon crawlers. That this was this was kind of the um, this was the thing uh, amongst first person role playing games from the late eighties. So so was it a su- apparently it's a big deal. Was it a surprise to you because? It is a big deal and you never heard of it? Or were you surprised just because of like once you started playing it, you were like, this was the first one? Like this was the big deal? I mean, just more that just surprised at the critical success. Just in terms of, you know, you think of of other forms of media, music and movies and stuff. You kind of know what were the big hits from from before your time. You know yeah. what was big in the 60s and 70s music-wise. You know, like Gone with the Wind or Citizen sure. Kane. but. Video games, you don't like, at least with me, I don't really know what was kind of the the big games that helped pave the way for for what we have now. And it sounds like this was this was one of them. This was kind of one of the pillars of first person gaming when it came out. Yeah, it was it was very surprising to kind of figure that out. But to be fair, like in and all of our defenses, uh, I think that this coming out originally on the Atari ST certainly didn't help. Uh, and also nope. the fact that Wikipedia, like it seems on in that entry that they make a big deal out of 40,000 ga- copies sold first year. And it's like, that is a yeah. fraction of a fraction <laughs> of like, you know, a best selling video game, like in 2019, we have more listens than that. That's how fractional that <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. To, to put that on a more like digestible term from what I was able to, to read that, one of every two Atari STs out there, Atari ST owners had this game. Like this game had over a 50% market share amongst Atari ST owners. That's how, that's how popular this thing was. That's how so, unpopular the Atari ST was. <laughs> that is a very good way. That's to how that, limited yes. in options Atari ST owners had. <laughs> well, even like uh, a few of the people who popped in to the Twitch stream, uh, who were amazed that I was playing Dungeon Master? Uh, like they didn't even they didn't mention the Atari ST. Like uh, one one of the viewers mentioned the Amiga, which I mean that makes yeah. sense because I was like, hey, I've heard of that one. <laughs> I've heard a lot about the Amiga. Yeah, I don't even too. know what it looks like, but I want to get one. <laughs> I wanted one as a kid, but we had that TRS eighty, and boy, we were gonna hold on to that thing forever. But yeah, this and that kind of plays into some of the some of the background history of this because this thing got ported to everything, just absolutely everything. And I I read that they had planned on making this. Um, the, the developers had planned on making this kind of the first in a number of of games because you can essentially just create dungeons and 
and create your own modules off of this, but they spent so much of their time making ports for other systems that they didn't actually get around to making any actual new content for it. Also, their Bethesda was Skyrim. God, uh, yeah, this was, <laughs> this, this was kind of a little bit of a proto Skyrim, and it has some Skyrim-y things to it. You can upgrade your your stats. You can level up not by getting experience points necessarily, but yeah. by like leveling up your skills. And it has um, you know weight encumbrance. It has food and water um, things. That you have. There was a lot of like proto RPG. Uh, mechanics in this game that were either first developed or kind of first made popular that now has essentially become the norm. And I think that the active time battles, I think that was the big thing about this game uh, from what I understand, because like there were games similar to this, they were first person dungeon crawlers before, but they were all turn-based as far as I understand. Yeah, like Wizardry had come out, the first Wizardry had come out in like 1981, so this was, you know, long before this, and, and Ultima as well. Um, but the the real-time action element was was huge, um, which I kind of, is, is kind of its own separate subgenre from from other role-playing games. Had, have you guys played or heard of Legend of Grimrock before? Yeah, I own that. I think that. I own it, yeah. Got it from that, a Humble Bundle or something. Same. Shit. Yeah. That is very much akin to this. That if if you want the dungeon master experience, but one that isn't super dated and clunky, play that because it's a it's it's almost almost like an homage. And I think it is an homage to this type of game. It's four people, and it's got the little um, the party indicator: two people in front, two people in back. It's got um, two hands for each person to store weapon and a shield, and then two pocket slots for them. And it's all about. It's less about like the the story driven RPG experience and more um, navigating the dungeon, navigating these these ten to fifteen floors through um, pressing a, a combination of of switches and pressure plates and teleports to maneuver through these um, dungeon based puzzles. And, and fuck this game of... for being so handist, by the way, since you mentioned putting <laughs> stuff in your hand. Oh yeah, because you always use the right hand. Yeah. Would you prefer a toggle, a hand toggle? Yes, you're goddamn right. I would. <laughs> Well, it's yeah, it goes even beyond that too, because like you do interact with the game via your control pad, the D pad, mm-hmm. and uh, you you press up, and then there's a cursor that responds to it, and when it's on the game screen, because there's a lot of there are a lot of inset windows and stuff in mm-hmm. this one, but when it's on the game screen, it turns into a hand, and you can use that hand to interact with the world. Like, um, for instance, pick things up. You see a key on the floor. You move the cursor. You move your hand. You see a white key on the white floor. You hover around. <laughs> Do you pick it up? Yeah, yeah. You forgot a few steps before there. You're like, you get, you find a keyhole. You're like, there should be a key for this. And then you wander around for five minutes, and you're like, is that a key? Yeah, I guess that's a key. Okay, well, there's some sheets on the ground. I wonder if there's a key in those sheets. Yeah. Uh, and then you bring the key to the keyhole, yep. and then you place the hand over it. You're right. It's all. It's a right hand. Yep. So if you put something, because. I made the mistake when I was playing, so I put like I've got this put this cool falchion. I'm put this falchion in my hand up here. I was put in the left hand. You can't use it. It's yeah, put it in your right hand. Like I can't use it in combat. Oh, because it's in the wrong hand. Yeah, <laughs> and they also you have to have like um, I believe I I might be wrong, but I think they call the left hand the ready hand. Which is like the sinister. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, let's be real, though, right? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm totally right-handed, but they um, like you. If you are using an item that's not a weapon, like for instance, when I was making um, 
when I was making alchemy happen, I believe I was holding the flask in my left hand mm-hmm. uh, because I, it's a sinister hand. I know it's going to em, yeah. embolden yeah. the evil magics. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, what else were my initial impressions Play, playing this game? Was that right off the bat? Because um, I see where this is important. I see where this game, this is important to gaming history as a whole. Dungeon Master. Dungeon is, Master. Yeah. Well, okay, sure. But it missed... I was born in 1984, and okay. I feel like that is outside the window where this game would have been awesome for me. Okay. If I had been born in like 78, uh-huh. 77, and I feel like I would have been right in the right time for this game, and I would have fucking loved it. But I feel like outside of that window, this game is difficult to latch onto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's cumbersome for sure. Cucumbersome, some oh, might even oh, say. Yeah, yeah. But... I will say this. Well, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think the way you feel about this game has anything to do with the fact that we played it on the Super Nintendo? Yes. I mean, I know we've talked about that with Might and Magic 3 and Wizardry 5, which yep. were both ported to the Super Nintendo. That's true. That's true. But And I think that is the thing that holds back all of these games, is that they're not really designed if to be played like with there's like three guys at Nintendo of America who like these and want to put them on the Super Nintendo... <laughs> And from what I understand, uh, this game, Dungeon Master, does not work with the SNES mouse. And I think the reason for that is uh, the game was released before the SNES SNES mouse was. I haven't been able to nail down an exact date when this game was released on the Super Nintendo, but... No one knows. It's appeared on shelves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The copyright on the title screen says 1992, which, if that's the case, the Super Nintendo is only out for like a year. Um, and and I feel like this for a 1992 game, I feel like this is pretty good. Truly. Yeah. Like I, I really do because I mean, there, I think there are definitely better games for the Super Nintendo. Because I know if I pick up and I'm playing Super Mario World and my mom is like, hey, I bought you this game. Oh, cool. What the fuck is this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, and I'm not doubting what you just said. I believe 100%. That, I like, go to you... play, you're like, hey, you may play Dungeon Master? <laughs> what? <laughs> I get I, I get to be Zed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gotham Mop. <laughs> I'm not doubting anything that you just said. I, I believe you. I mean, like you as a kid at that time when it came out, like, yeah, you probably would have hated it. Yep. But what I'm saying is, for as early as the Super Nintendo was, as young as it was when it came out, I feel like this is a pretty good port for people who are into this genre. People who's older. In it. Yeah, I can see that. It has its place. Because I would have la- been 11 when this game came out, and I would have latched mm-hmm. onto it. Yep. Because it, this would have been a great like summer game. Where it's like, if I'm not playing this game on a deadline and I can just fuck around with it, and it's a desert island game, it absolutely. is absolutely, but there is a caveat to that, and that is I also need to be able to talk to somebody who knows how to play it because it is so cumbersome that even with the instruction manual, which I read, there were things that I had no idea how to do in the game. Like, for example, when I was talking about um, making a potion, you've you find I feel like I never got even past the tutorial level in this game because it was like I'm I'm constantly wandering around and you find scrolls that you can read and the scrolls give you game hints. Like, for example, how to resurrect fallen party members. Mm -hmm. Like, you you stumble upon this alcove of resurrection. Oh, yeah, you know what? I noticed I put an alcove of resurrection right over there. (laughs) Oh, shit, I missed it. Check that out. That is pretty great. Our friends would have to be reduced to bare bones. Yeah, that's Patreon dollars at work. (laughs) We have a resurrection alcove. 
in the Holland deck. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, there's nothing. If there if there's anything about resurrecting fallen members in the instruction manual, I missed it completely. Mm. Um, other things like making potions, you can make potions in the game. Um, that's also not in the instruction manual. So it, it feels like I understand. Like the instruction manual is already huge because I think it has like a 16 page story about like the dungeon that you're going to and who you are and who your master is. And uh, I'm hoping that Phil knows that story better than I do, because uh, boy, I just skimmed through that one. <laughs> Your master, what, what was it? They because they have it at the beginning, like this kind of Star Wars style. Well, not Star Wars style, but they have this like crawl of text, um, which felt very lengthy. Um, and it's a, it's a in a font basic. that I and I could only assume is called Medieval Nintendo. Yeah, because that's what <laughs> it all has. What font should we use? You in Squadron? Oh, I'm Medieval. This thing was like. <laughs> Castlevania? All right. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> I feel this thing was the the impetus for making like game tropes a thing because it had every single game trope in there in like the as many as you'd cram into the intro story between um dark wizards and power gems ding, and ding. you are you are the apprentice ding. the apprentice of the much po- more powerful master wizard who must go fight and save the world ding. and it was yeah it's it's a very, very, and that's like all the story is. The rest of the story, there is, I mean, there's no NPCs in the game. There's no town, which is kind of like, th- that's indicative of this type of puzzle-based dungeon crawler is that there is no economy. You're not mm-hmm. going to town and buying and selling weapons. I love that, um, you're not. So, when they're designing, all right, so let's play, let's play Mad Libs. All right. Um, yeah. All right, name an element. Fire. Element? Fire, fire. All right, good, good. All right, name a, name a medieval weapon. Phil's turn. Uh, that's not a weapon. <laughs> you've never heard of a Phil's turn you've been to a renaissance festival before right the fuck a Phil's turn it's like a flail but it's got like a it's got like Phil's it's head on it it's got a pingus on the end a pingus <laughs> I love it <laughs> Amazon Amazon reviewers always rate the, the Phil's head uh, as a um, the Phil's turn or the Phil's head oh I'm sorry <laughs> shit <laughs> The one, the, the, the <laughs> they have two very different functions, David. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was thinking of the Phil's head with the pingus. Oh, yeah, never okay. mind. That's the Phil's turn. Never mind. Take it off. She's the Phil's head. <laughs> I was gonna say they always raided a, a big bird and snuffle up, I guess. <laughs> sorry, I ruined your improv joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, staff. Sorry, staff. I'm sorry, I ruined your staff. Is what we're looking for. Fire I have staff. a gun. Why did I just say gun? One minute weapon. Gun. <laughs> I said medieval weapon. Wooden gun. <laughs> Phil's turn. Fingus. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> that halted the podcast. <laughs> the Dungeon sto- Master. Dungeon Master. The story's like Mad Libs. So I Tyler, re- who did you? Oh, sorry. Well, no. Go ahead. Then I just I saw a random fact. I didn't know if anybody else can uh, corroborate it or not. Birds mm. are not real. Birds are not real. They do not exist. (laughs) That okay, so the Super Nintendo version is called Dungeon Master. Yeah. The version for Windows is called Super Dungeon Master. That seems like that's backwards, right? (laughs) Yep. Do you think Microsoft was like, holy shit, Nintendo didn't take it? Let's get it. Let's get get it. it. Let's get get it. it. (laughs) They're lost. Is that the one that has like extra spells in it? I don't know. I think because uh, in in chat, someone was mentioning like there is a version, uh, a PC version of this game that has like more spells and I think mm. extra characters and stuff. So maybe it is super. 
Dungeon Master. And if that's the case, it, then I guess it makes sense. They well, did make a Dungeon Master 2. Holy um, God. Like in 92 or 93, somewhere somewhere in the early 90s as well, which I, I think has was essentially like, no, no, they ended up making, sorry, I, I did a bunch of research beforehand on this, and they ended up making Dungeon Master 2 in like 95 with, I think, the same graphics. And Ooh, it bombed because boy. it was like a seven-year-old yeah. super dated game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, even it coming out on the Super Nintendo in 1992 is like, you're pushing it. Because, yeah. I mean, it feels yeah. like, you know, you you boot it up. And I say that because it definitely feels like you're <laughs> powering on something old. You boot it up and it's like, yeah, man, this is um, this feels dated. Even though I think the intro, the intro on the Super Nintendo, the, the Mad Lib that we were talking about earlier, uh, yeah. is, is well animated. There's like mode seven effects and like Dungeon Master, like the title, the words Dungeon Master just like spins on the screen and it goes... So they're like, okay, let's take, let's make use of this new technology, this Mode Seven. I love that graphic on my Dixie cups in my bathroom. So we can we put the, <laughs> yeah. the Dixie cups design, right. and then like, I mean, I like the, I like uh, designing women. So let's have who doesn't? Let's have all all print and then some form of cursive, like designing women does, and then with a Dixie cup logo and put it on the Super Nintendo in 1992. <laughs> and at the title screen, if you press down and select, you can unlock Delta Burke. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the Hall of Heroes. That is true. The Hall of Champions. Oh man, let's talk about the Hall of Champions. It's, it's too bad that she dies two levels in because you can't get enough food for Delta Bird. <laughs> <laughs> you can die in this game from not eating. Yep. I had one of my party members just all of a sudden <laughs> turn into a pile of bones because I had not fed him. Yeah, the character selection was not something I had ever seen before. <laughs> oh, you know, you, you take the form of a disembodied ghost. You're a ghost. You're Theron, the ghost. You're a ring Theron. So, <laughs> so I guess. So I guess the apprentice is also dead in this fiction. Yes. Is that how this works? Yeah, I think what happened was um, so um, the Gray Lord, <laughs> the wizard, uh, he got that power stone and. When he got it, like it blew up and it killed. Well, it killed Theron, the apprentice, and it split him into two. Uh, it split him into his lawful side, the wizard, the 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 big yeah. the big wizard. Um, I don't know if he's really big or not. I just felt like saying it. Um, <laughs> the jumbo wizard, his pingus, jumpzard, huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it splits him. The the explosion splits him into his lawful side. And his chaotic side. Mm. So uh, the lawful side gets imprisoned, and the chaotic and then, then side. Adam Warlock, the one that's left, <laughs> right, calls Earth's mightiest heroes <laughs> to aid him. Uh, no, uh, the chaotic side of your lord just takes over the dungeon. He's like, oh, "That's my dungeon now." And the lawful side uh, approaches Theron, the ghost, and says. Oh shit, dude! I'm like, sorry, you're to you're like totally dead. But could you like organize a party of four <laughs> other dead heroes <laughs> and defeat chaos? Because that's what you're doing in the Hall of Champions. They're not champions; they're just dead people. Yeah, they have already failed, and they have been imprisoned General Zod style in these photographs <laughs> that are on on the wall. Look at these select- photographs. <laughs> <laughs> it holds the soul of a dead hero. <laughs> They're mirrors. 
They're mirrors. And the only reason I bring that up is because you, the ghost, Theron, looks into the mirror and you see staring back at you the, the fallen hero. Oh, see, I thought, you, I thought it was just like portraits. Yeah, no, I, I thought that too, but it's like I read online, so it's totally true mm-hmm. that they're mirrors and that you're choosing when you look in the mirror, you're like, yeah, I'm going to embody this wolf man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, what did everybody choose? What's your party? Um, Pingus the Warlock. I, I don't think. <laughs> Which you can rename them. So each each of the twenty four characters kind of has their own their own name, their own character with stats, or you can and you can revive that character, or you can reincarnate them as with this and you know have the same same portrait, but able to rename them, and they'll have higher <laughs> stats, but they won't have any they won't have any of their levels in fighter, priest, ninja, or wizard. That's the the four character classes that they can level up, and you can level up into. To any of them you're not kind of restricted on your class it's just if you fight a bunch you're going to be you're going to be a fighter if you cast a bunch of spells then you're going to be a, a priest or a wizard so it's got some some flexibility there um and it is i was it is yeah. important to note sorry to to interrupt you but i'll forget otherwise yeah. um nintendo does the nintendo thing and they are healers in the super nintendo version and not not, not priests, priests. Priest can get the fuck out. In yep. Europe, I wonder if they took Ninja out. Because remember the whole like oh, Teenage the- Mutant Hero Turtles? <laughs> like, was Ninja out and it was just Hero instead? Or like Acrobat or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder. Circus performer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil. You were, I interrupted you. You were saying? Um, I, I don't think I actually ever got past the Hall of, he- Hall of Champions. Um, I, I kind of just watched you and watched gameplay and then was able to, to kind of play and maneuver. And, and so I didn't pick a, I didn't pick a team. It is Sorry. a long process. Like I get it. I think I spent like an hour and they're in the everywhere. Hall of Champions. It's easy to get turned around and they're hidden in all these little alcoves and around corners and on different walls. Yes. But I have a theory yeah, the about of- that. The Hall of Champions is is like baby's first maze. It, it right. Is, it is not a hall in any way. Yeah, it is it is a it is a tiny maze. But I think that's by design. I really do think that they're like, all right, we gotta ease people. We understand that this is a weird like game. Mm. This is a different thing for a lot of people. So like if we make the character selection like a mini dungeon, then maybe mm-hmm. it'll help them learn how to play the game. Okay. Well, yeah, it, it forces you to to like use the hand cursor to select. So you're it's actually teaching you that this is how you interact with the game. And then once you go, once you choose your heroes and you go down to the the first level, and the first level is is the tutorial. They have, you know, it, it teaches you how to pick up and, and eat and consume food. It teaches you how to maneuver switches and traps. I think there's just one enemy on there, so it kind of gives you a basic tutorial on combat. So what? I did like that about this game is that it it very slowly eased you into this and used the game as as a as a means to teach you how to play. Yeah, it's like the game, it's like the game like licks its finger and then like just kind of like swipes your butthole <laughs> and it's gauging your reaction it's like if this is too much you can <laughs> all right I heard, I heard the bell all right we're done so i did because i watched you play it dave and then i yes, watched you. another video but a guy was playing it who on did it better apple too you did it better, thank you baby you did. thanks 
Yeah, uh, fuck that guy. But <laughs> I saw in the version he was playing, he said early on this really helps, and he opened the grate for the mummy to come in. The mummy's the first and weakest enemy. And he clicks the lower button several times so the gate crushes the mummy and kills oh, the foreign. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I thought can- that too. I said, that's awesome. I come out here and play it on my, on my Super Nintendo that trick does not work, oh, and I died. Man, <laughs> so I'm just like clicking the gate, like, yeah, kill this mummy. Blah blah blah. <laughs> what was your party looking like, Tyler? Who did you pick? Do you remember? Um, well, I renamed everybody after all my old email accounts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. I love it. So, uh, who'd my, you have? My first one, I picked the the samurai character. Yeah, he, I, he has "quote unquote" samurai sword, the whole white gi, yeah, all that. He was. I thought he looked like Steve Perry from Steve, Journey. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was Boston Bob. Boston Bob. Boston Bob. All right. And then I picked a very old wizard. Is he the one that looked kind of like a dealer? That's what I thought. There was one wizard who I was like, "That's either a wizard or a drug dealer." Yeah. I do not know which. Uh, I picked him. I was like, okay, these stats look okay. So reincarnate. All right, let's do this. And uh, he was Faux Newman. Perfect. Yep. And then what I went and picked, um, I picked uh, uh, the girl. What did I name the girl? The one that looks like Red Sonia? Yeah. Ex- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what did I name her? Well, then I went and picked. Um, now, what are your other email addresses? I was about to say, the only one, other one I know I went and got, maybe it, I picked um, the, the the Shroud, the ninja, the the dark character named. Gothmog. Gothmog. Yeah. Renamed Gothmog Shady Milkman. <laughs> yeah, that's actually quite fitting. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, went, well, you're characters. only limited to five characters, so it looked like complete nonsense. <laughs> oh yeah, five like alphanumericals. Yep. Yeah, all the all the characters like the pre-generated ones. There's there's 24 of them. They all um, they're all named after something. Um, so Gothmog being a, a Tolkien character, um, Sonya is named after after Red Sonya. Um, there is Hulk yeah, Barbarian H A L K, and he's he's Modeled after Conan the Barbarian. Um, my favorite one, which I learned after the fact, um, there is a, there's a black woman with a big afro whose name is Azizi Johari, who is named after a 1975 June Playboy Playmate of the Month. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Show notes, maybe? Link to that in the show notes, yeah. Wow. What was the date on that? June 1975. Wow. All right. Um well, maybe you can tell me who my party was like. Who were they, each character was based on? Oh, oh, Daddy has uh, has a rich backstory as well, for sure. Uh, okay, so excellent. We'll start there. Um, I <laughs> composed my dungeoneering party after a um, a non traditional family that is led by a dad. Um, when I was going through all the mirrors, one really stood out to me, and like one of Zed, Zed looks like an 80s dad like i mean he looks like an 80s dad like to the point where it's like oh wow that is like that's like really an 80s dad because he's like not even wearing like in the mirror he's not even wearing like armor or anything it's just like a blue shirt he's wearing a carhartt button up he's got like a blue shirt a mustache black hair essentially like i could put up a photograph of zed and my father taken like <laughs> circa 1987 you wouldn't be able to tell the difference they're the same picture <laughs> Uh, so he I, looks like he looks like a a volunteer New York fireman. Yeah, is what I <laughs> or like a minor league baseball player. There you go, like a seventies minor league baseball player. Yeah. So if what's it, what's what's Zed's rich backstory? 
so Zed of Banville is the is the lead character of FTL Games' previous game, Sundog. Sundog was an FTI, FTL style, like the actual game FTL. It's a style of, of game where you are um, in this in this um, spaceship and you're kind of flying from colony to colony, trading back and forth. Wow, that um, is weird. Because Zed was the, the Sundog. Sundog. Yeah. And that was Atari's best-selling game before Dungeon Master came out came out and took over. Then he decided to get some moon pussy. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, he's a moon pusser. <laughs> I know she didn't ring the desk bell, so that's good. Glad we're the clear. That's good. Bulbasaur is home now, so I'm not. I'm not whacking things <laughs> randomly in the office anymore. So. <laughs> She'll just yell. It's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, the the Zed was named and like he's based on a developer from that same company, FTL, that made yeah. an, that made an FTL style game. Yeah, that yeah, is weird. Because so. like the company, the developer, like does st- it stands for faster than light, as far as I understand. Like, so it's weird that there's this weird relationship between. Dungeon Master, Sundog, and there's a relationship between like Sundog and the indie game FTL, which is similar <laughs> to Sundog, from what I understand. Yeah, look up look up Sundog the game, and you will get like immediate <laughs> Sundog the person, right? <laughs> Sundog feels like a like you mean a Sundog? circa circa two thousand one <laughs> like white rapper. <laughs> He definitely got moon pussy. <laughs> <laughs> the male version of a Sundare is a Sundok. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an unfaithful male Sundare, a Sundog. Dave's very Sundare. I know he loves me, but he doesn't like to show it. <laughs> Be very Sundog, please, Sundave. He's my Sundave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So I had Zed. I did reincarnate Zed, mainly mm-hmm. just because I wanted to name him Daddy. And (laughs) I kind of regret that decision because he had all of the classes. He had all of them. He had fighter, healer, wizard, and ninja. And then just because I wanted to rename him daddy, he loses all of that. (laughs) So it's like it's like a metaphor for becoming a father. Yeah. You have to start all over. You gotta start all over. You you think you're a badass ninja. (laughs) You think you're a badass fighter, healer, ninja, wizard? You ain't shit. But my Lego master level is really high. (laughs) No, no, nope. no, it's You're not. Done. Uh, the next character, uh, the eldest son to Dungeon Daddy, my, my master Batorist level. You can keep that one. <laughs> yeah, That's that the one. one you get. You, you actually that continue leveling that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the eldest son was Gothmog, who we discussed earlier. Uh, the um, ghost, I guess, mm. is the best way I can Looks describe like a him. Shade from D anD. d Yeah, uh, and then after him, I had I recruited. Hiss, uh, that's H-I, four S's and an A, who's a lizard person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil, what is that a reference to? Do you know? Um, Let's see. I've got origin of champion names pulled up here. Um, some of them are very, very um, rich, and some of them are just like, it kind of sounded cool. Yeah, um, like a lizard. His wife's name is Melissa, and she's a snake, so <laughs> yeah. it's Hissa. Or it's like snakes are kind of like lizards, right? <laughs> hey, Zed! Zed, stop working on Sundog! <laughs> uh, lizards are just snakes with legs, right? <laughs> Zed says, yeah, all right. I guess lizards are versions of the devil that weren't punished by God. <laughs> yeah, I was taught that Welcome as well. Welcome to Church. Yeah. So Hissa's full name is... Hissa Lazar of Makan. Sounds made up. <laughs> Makan. Ma- <laughs> 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 
on according to this very, very, I'm sure, 100% accurate uh, entry means to eat in Malay. All right. That checks out. Because that, that yeah. motherfucker did like to eat. I can tell you that. When I saw Gothmog, I just figured, like, it looks like they're Black Moogle, doesn't it? That's Gothmog. Gothmog. <laughs> yeah, Moogle with heavy eyeliner. <laughs> it's a Moogle that cuts itself. Yeah. So, uh, all, the, all these razor marks on its red bum, <laughs> red dangly. Man, anyone notice that when we got on Setzer's airship, Mog started, like, stopped dancing and just started listening to The Cure a lot? <laughs> <laughs> just just kind of kicks around. <laughs> Uh, and then the fourth character that I selected was... His dance ability just makes shit cloudy now. Uh, the fourth character that I selected was Woof. A W-U-U-F, which sounds like I'm guessing that that was a radio call sign. That's the history to that one. <laughs> Woof the Bika, B-I-K-A, parentheses female, um, and the only thing it says about her is coincidentally the sound she makes when she speaks. All right. So it's not like <laughs> you're listening to Wolf and the Sun Dog coming up next Three no. Dog Night. <laughs> We're making this girl so unattractive, all she can do is Wolf. <laughs> 1987. But Buzz's girlfriend. Wolf. <laughs> Back to Home Alone. Yeah. But they had a couple other characters on there that were were named off of other popular culture things. Chani, um, named after the character from Dune. Um, trying to think what else. I mean, they had the the two barbarians. They had the pornography um, girl. Um, I don't know. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Playboy. It's different. Playboy is not <laughs> yeah. pornography. Well, it's, it's like it's classy. Um, I, like a seventy-five Playboy. I feel like it's something I could just give to Henry. <laughs> the, gov- the government would be okay with it. That's like the guy who created Naruto. Um, Tsunade is modeled after her measurements are modeled after his favorite porn star, who is that one Asian porn star with just the enormous fucking boobs. Miller Miller I can sus- tell me exactly who it is because Miller. Loves I subscribe that. to some subreddits. You're gonna have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> Hitaki. Hitaki uh, yeah, you're you're on the right. Tamami. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Something like that. I'll have to. I'll. I'll. Link in the show notes. Yeah. Please go on while I research. No, we'll just sit while you (laughs) while you look at porn. It's okay. Uh, Hitomi Tanaka. Hitomi Tanaka. I knew it started with a T. Well, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, that's all we have to say. Well, not just people who do who draw stuff, model stuff after porn. (laughs) Once again, pornography halts the halts the show. Um. Yeah. The box art. Did you guys notice the box art for not the Super Nintendo, but like the regular, the the original release of the game? Yeah, I did. Didn't like the developer paint that or something? It was. It was painted off of um the. There's a woman holding a torch. There's a man pulling. Or no, she's holding a wand, and that was modeled off after the the artist's wife. And the guy who's pulling a torch off the wall is the one of the art directors. And then there's a strong man in the foreground who they just got a bodybuilder from the local gym and had him pose in his underwear and drew him off of that. And I've got a link to that <laughs> whole thing with each of the people posing in their in their iconic poses, which man. is fantastic because it's just a rippled dude in a white speedo <laughs> sit, sitting on the corner of a table. I bet that wasn't a weird conversation at all. 
Hey. White claw number two. You wanna you wanna pose? We'll paint you. Come for... back with me and my wife, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear of video games? You ever hear of the Atari ST? You look like a man who's heard of the Atari ST. <laughs> so what is that's it, right? That's all the game? Well, I read I read that food once you can make it to the third floor. Yeah, that food is no longer an issue. Oh, really? There is a monster that you can kill and keep its remains as food, like forever. Like this little tree. Yeah, That's yeah. A screamer. The, yeah, yeah. A screamer. And you encounter those pretty early on too. Um, Apparently, there are infinite screamers in level three. So you just oh, you need infinite. food. You just go stock up. I got you. They were. Um, yeah, I was afraid to eat the meat because I noticed that when you kill them, they drop meat, and it's like I don't know if I want to just eat raw These monster look like meat. Brussels sprout quarters. I don't yeah. know. I fed it to the lizard man first because I was like, if anything <laughs> in my party can eat this, it's Hissa. <laughs> so and Hissa didn't die, so that's good. So that gives me Dave, no excuse. Cut- Sorry, Phil. Go ahead. Did we cut you off when you were talking about spell casting? I can't remember. No, we haven't really, um, really even talked I about spellcasting yet. I sort of like how they do spellcasting in this game. Because that, <sighs> I liked it too, and it was, but it was really obtuse, <sighs> and there wasn't, from what I understand, there wasn't anything in the instruction manual that that told you how to cast the spells, where you are combining these symbols in in combinations of two to four, and there's, I don't know how many symbols there are, um, a lot, more more than twelve, but but yeah, you just have to like experiment with them and there are scrolls lying scrolls, around yeah. that will tell you some of the spells um but it's it's a weird system like you 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 pick your first of six symbols and that kind of corresponds to how powerful the spell is which is cool i and like that yeah so you can make a super powerful version of the spell or a really weak version that doesn't use as much mana and then you there's the other the other symbols kind of determine whether it's you know an elemental spell whether it's um it kind of determines what kind it's going to be and but you know when you're actually like playing the game in real time you're having to click on those to cast the spells and find the right combinations while the enemy is attacking you so it's a it's a it's a bit cumbersome when you don't have a mouse to interact with mm. with that at the same time yeah, you can you can ready a spell, um, which uh, Twitch chat taught me, which is nice. Yeah. Like you can go ahead and prepay the mana and input like because like the fireball spell is like first symbol, fourth symbol, fourth symbol. I think so. There's three runes that you have to use to cast fireball. Remember, you go the four one one, but but not that. not kind of not that <laughs> right. So it's like you can have you can input that into the spell casting bar and then just leave it there until you need it, and then you can move the cursor over to it and be like, "This is my fireball button," mm-hmm. and press it. Uh, which I think is nice. I think that's kind of like to combat the clunkiness of like because Phil, you're right. It's not as simple as like. Opening up a menu and then going fire three. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. The uh, the instruction manual does include the runes it, and it does include a spell list. I don't know if it's an exhaustive list of spells. Uh, or oh, nice. Okay. If, or if they, yeah, because I mean, it'd be really, really tough. They'll probably just give the bare basics, then you have to find the scrolls to tell you how to do the the powerful shit. Yeah, that's my guess as well. I didn't get far enough into the game because, like, the amount of time I put into it, which was like not a whole hell of a lot of time, but also not an ins- insignificant amount. Like I didn't even get like to the next floor down. So it was like, I mean, it's a, it, it is a, it's a clunky game. Yeah. Like, I mean, moving through it is, uh, they give you an option of, um, 
using the D-pad to control your character's movement or clicking individually on buttons to go forward, back, left, and right. You can use the R and L buttons to turn so you're not strafing everywhere. Mm-hmm. They give you those options, but it's like it is still like it is still very, very clunky and slow moving through the dungeon. Because I mean, each t- each step you take is essentially like you take a step and then this you see a different screen because it like redraws that dungeon, you know, as mm-hmm. you're going through the maze. So if I it's not as fast as Wizardry 5. And I know like what's crazy is it's like I feel like in Wizardry 5 even we were like, yeah, it's clunky and it's slow, but it's like I feel like Dungeon Master is definitely uh I mean if to me it felt slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's more akin with Might and Magic 3 than I, I feel that Wizardry 5 is is kind of light years ahead of this in terms of pace of play. Yeah, and you're I mean, right about those, Might and Magic those 3. Those two, yeah, those two are very much like each time you move, it takes maybe a quarter second for things to load, and that quarter second adds up over time. And man, I'm glad that you brought up Might and Magic 3 again, because uh, I meant to say this earlier, um, but we probably made a pingus joke or something. Uh, I love these games that do not have an economy or a town to like go and train or buy things. Like I, I prefer it when it's like, this is the dungeon. That's all you get. All you get is the dungeon. You don't like, because I feel like in Mind of Magic 3, it was just, it was too much, man. Because it's like, all right, so I have these big dungeons and a whole world to explore, which would be fine, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, it would it would help if the dun- if you could tell the difference between a dungeon and a town in Might and Magic 3, which yes. you could not. Right, exactly. But I did... So trying to find like this being streamed to try to because I, I I put like an hour into it before it was just like I was too exhausted with it. Like I went in one hundred percent blind to try and play this game and it did not work. Yeah, I, at all. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> that was a good experiment though. So yeah, just because I'd seen what you played, but I didn't I sk- I missed the first of your you playing and because I was editing and all that. Yeah. So. yeah. But I did, so I found one guy streaming the Super Nintendo version, start to finish. Okay. A guy named Ellen Ray. Okay. His stream, I don't know if it was purposeful, I don't know if this is his character, I don't know if this is him, but his character, this guy, is. it was truly hilarious, because, like, Patton Oswalt's bit where he talks about the, the evil, evil counterweight to Bob Ross, the guy who... I drew my, my divorce papers <laughs> on the back of my wife's skin. Right. Like, it was sort of like that guy, <laughs> yes. but a little more jovial. Oh, bummer. But, <laughs> but, but he has that same accent. Man. He's like, and I'm playing through Dungeon Master on the Super Nintendo. You had me, and then you this lost me. This is quite me. clunky. <laughs> well, see, let's see. I'm going through the dungeon, and I find there are some leather pants. Well, I put on the leather pants, and we are like the Hell's Angels. <laughs> Only we have no motor, no no motorbikes to ride around on. I love it. Well, uh, let's see. Well, now there's a mummy. I'm going to kill a mummy. I'm bash him with my club, and ah, uh, yes. Well, now we are cooking with gas. <laughs> so I was like, all right, this is pretty. This is pretty good. This guy's that pretty does good. sound really good. <laughs> well, damn it. Uh, I don't have the best. I don't have the best dungeon master stream around. <laughs> Next time I'll do it. I'll do it with a German accent <laughs> yep. as long as I can. 
but really, like he has beat the game with one character, and that's it. Beat the game with wow. just playing just one, the one shitty character. Wow, Tiggy or something like that. Yeah, like a small worst. child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember going through the mirrors and being like, "Nope, don't think I'm going to play as the child." <laughs> <laughs> so he said, "Like I've, you know, done magic runs where I can't use that spell unless cool. I find the scroll." And I mean, he's going to like he's like. Absolutely, he's legit. This game. What's his name again? Ellen Ray. Ellen Ray. I'll Ellen put a link Ray. to that in the show cool. notes. Cool, 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 cool. But yeah, I couldn't. I don't know there where the second floor is. I don't know if there are bosses. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. It was just. I appreciate this game for what it is, but I I couldn't really go back to it and love it very much. I like no. watching you play it, but but that's well, thanks. That's it. Uh, I enjoy playing it. There are things that I definitely do not know about the game and probably never will. Like, I'm really glad that you brought up the leather pants because it's like when I examine items in this game, like they don't give me statistics. Yep. So it's like, I don't just common knowledge is like, well, the falchion is probably better than the dagger. Probably. Probably. But I don't know for sure. You know, like the game Mm -hmm. could be like totally fucking with me. And it's like, this idiot had the best weapon from the beginning of the fucking game. He never used it. He just threw it. Never. He just (laughs) threw it and left it. Uh, which is, I'm glad you say throw because you can throw weapons in the game, which is neat. That's like a thing that the ninjas do, and it raises your yeah. ninja skill. Um, you get rocks and, and other stuff that you can use as weights to weigh down, like switches to yeah. go over puzzles. Yeah. And, yeah. and I like that. I like that puzzle element to it. Like, I think that is neat. And it was like, I'm sure they get much more difficult as you go down. But, like, I don't know, in the level I was like, it's like, okay, these are like, this is like a little bit of a head scratcher, but it's not like not enough to be like, I got to look this up except for one thing. And that is a really simple solution. There's a pit that you got to traverse and there's a pressure plate. All right. So when you step on the pressure plate, the pit closes. Great. When you step off, the pit reopens up again. It's like, well, fuck, what do I do? And uh, Phil actually, um, Harold Arthur in a previous room had an idea of why don't you put something heavy on the pressure plate mm-hmm. and keep it pressed down. Fantastic idea. The problem was every time I tried to set a rock down on the plate, I'd throw it instead. <laughs> I'd just throw it to the far wall and it would clatter to the ground and the pit still opens. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do. Turns out if you try to drop the rock from too high up, you throw it. But if you set it down, like if you uh, move the cursor down like to the bottom of the screen and drop it, yeah. then you just set it down. This is a thing that I do not recall reading in the instruction manual. But it's pretty important that you know that. Because it is absolutely necessary mm. to progress through the first level in the dungeon. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I That's kind of one of those where it's like, it's a, it's an... It's annoying, but I I think it's because I am used to being taught how to play a video game within that video game. Yeah. And I think an interesting ROM hack of this game would be to just make it like have like tutorial screens where it's like, for instance, when you actually have to drop that rock on the plate, like when you pick the rock up, a window should appear and says like, do you know? If you try to drop the rock from the top half of the screen, you're going to throw the motherfucker. It's me, the law wizard ghost. <laughs> it's, it's me, wizard Clippy. I, it looks like you're trying to set a rock down. <laughs> Have you tried using your pingus? Just kidding. <laughs> drop it on the bottom half of the screen. 
This isn't Sega. It's Nintendo. <laughs> right? Or like when, you, when you're holding the rock on the top half, it just gives like a red squiggle underneath the rock. And then when you move it down to the bottom, squiggle goes away. There, like, you, there go. you go. It's All perfect. Right. So I'm going to make a lot of money on that ROM hack. If any of you guys want in Fuck on that, yeah, you let will. me know. Man. I know Ellen Ray will probably be on board. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> Might not be pure enough, honestly. <laughs> that wasn't a German joke. That, that just... was a... <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't a German joke. That, that, was, good. that was good. Phil's not beating his desk, so <laughs> that was just a uh, that was just a retro gaming joke. Well, do you guys have any achievements? I I do. I have a few achievements. Um, let's see what we got here. Two of these came in from Twitch chat, so thank you, Twitch chat. I appreciate that. Uh, this first one is from Nathan Eaton, uh, and that is Magnum PI Dungeon Daddy. In order to unlock Magnum PI Dungeon Daddy, Daddy, add Zed as the leader of your party, your sexy, sexy party. It's my family, Nate. It's my dungeon <laughs> family. Come on. Uh, second achievement I've got is Klaatu Barada Necktie, Nectar, Nickel, Noodle. It's an N-word, uh, but not that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in order to unlock that, you need to uh, mumble a meaningless spell, and that comes in from Big Dick Pie Baker, Chris <laughs> Vaughn, which um, anytime you try to cast a spell in the game, if you configure the runes in an incorrect order, uh, a text box appears that says, you, you mumble a meaningless spell. And essentially, it just means that's not, that's not a spell. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, and then the third achievement I have is a Dave original, Dave style original. Oh, man. Uh, and that is called uh, Bro Potion. Uh, and in order to unlock bro potion, uh, you need to make a anti-venom potion, which are straight up called bro potions. And that brings me so much fucking joy, uh, because I was drinking a monster energy drink on stream. So it's like, I got my bro, got my potion, bro potion right here. <laughs> Do you guys have any achievements? Phil. No. I have two. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. You brought that sweet playboy factoid it's that true. we didn't have otherwise. Uh, my first one is Vault 108. You unlock Vault 108 by naming all of your characters Gary. <laughs> okay, perfect. I love it. So if you're a fan of Fallout. Or Gary Gygax. Or, uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, then my other one is Dusk Requiem. You unlock Dusk Requiem by beating the game just as Gothmog. Because Mog's Darkness Dance is the Dusk Requiem. Yeah, nice. I love that. So... Any closing thoughts? Good in its time. It's an important game, but not one I think you can easily go back to. Yeah. 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 This reminds me of of Wasteland. And yeah. I had, you know, I had I had kind of grown up on that series. I was introduced to that series through Fallout and Fallout 2. And then when when Bethesda took over Fallout and it went to a first person mode, um, I was able to, you know, kind of re-experienced that through Wasteland 2 when that came out within the past decade or so. And that made me want to go back and check out the original Wasteland from which the whole thing was based off of. And that game just felt completely unplayable. It was so slow and obtuse and hard to, to understand. It was just kind of a, a product of its time that was that's that's it doesn't translate anymore or at least it's it's too difficult i think for new users to to really get into it you have to have have been raised on this game you have to have you know had a history with this coming into it and it's just 
it's it's kind of too hard to get into from there's there's much better entry points into this style of game than than dungeon master but um i can appreciate it for for what it is and what it was out of the this is the third first person dungeon crawler for the snes that we've had an episode about out of the three that we've done so far wizardry 5 might of magic 3 and now dungeon master which do you think is the superior game that's tough. I, I I have the nostalgia glasses for Wizardry Five. Um, that's that's gonna be the one I go to bat for. If 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 only because it's such a faster paced game. Yeah. And the the loading, the screen loading of every single step is is kind of a deal breaker for me. And I can only really play it for so long before I get tired of how just painstakingly slow the game is okay so wizardry five for phil what do you think tyler i know this really isn't your jam but like i mean if you're forced to yeah. play one of the three which I, one do you think i think play? i might say this yeah Dungeon i might Master. say this one because i feel like i could figure it out and play it yeah i'm also this gonna was- go i'm also gonna go dungeon master and that is because i really like wizardry five and phil i I think we can all agree Might of Magic 3 is the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also like Wizardry 5, but what I like about Dungeon Master is I know the the instruction manual urges you you to map the dungeon out as you go, but I Mm -hmm. feel like that I could wing it to a certain point where it's like Wizardry 5, like even that that first floor is like, oh my God, there are so many. This is like a Warren. Cause like there are so many tunnels that just lead to nowhere. They lead to empty rooms. Like there are rooms here that are just here to be just yeah. the bread herrings. And it's like, even with the map that I was making, it was like, God, I'm getting turned around. Dungeon master didn't seem like that to me, at least on this level that I was, you know, and I put the same amount of time into both oh. games and I feel like dungeon master was less mazy and more puzzling. Mm-hmm. And, I, and yeah. I like that. And that's, that is the hallmark of this style of game is it's it's more about the puzzles than about the maze. Um, that said, I'm I'm looking at some maps of the later dungeons and I'd be curious how how difficult these would be to navigate from a first person standpoint because they look they look pretty difficult. Yeah, I, and um, I and I don't doubt it. Uh, it's just I, like Wizardry Five right out the gate is like you're gonna need a map. Yeah, you're gonna need to make a map. There, <laughs> there is no there is no Hall of Champions in Wizardry Five. It drops you right <laughs> right in. To the shithole. That is the um, four, right? Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I will I will openly I will openly admit that this game is probably better in terms of the amount of mechanics and innovation that it brings. Um and and I think this is kind of the equivalent of like a V eight engine that's trying to be driven in a go-kart. And yeah. it's just it's there's so much with this, and I don't think the Super Nintendo really had the hardware to to really realize what this game wanted to be. Yeah. No, I, I I can totally agree with that. And I mean it's like another limitation is the music in this game is super sparse and yeah. th- it didn't have music when yeah, it first I mean, came out in 87. Right. Yeah. The SNES version has music. And it's like, man, I wish that music played throughout the entirety of the game, but it's like it'll play a song and when that song is over, that song stops and it's just silence and the sounds of drips. Because the yep. video I watched, he was like, oh, yes, music. <laughs> right, yeah. It, bra- it breaks <laughs> up the sound of the peeing that happens <laughs> all the time. Damn it. Uh, Ellen Ray is so good. <laughs> there is a there is a first-person dungeon crawler on the Super Nintendo that I am excited to play. 
And uh, I'm curious, Tyler, if it bridges the gap between JRPGs and first-person dungeon crawlers enough that you might enjoy it. Um, it is called Arcana. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. It is. Um, it is. It looked a lot like Dungeon Master, but it had like anime style portraits, which really drew me in. I was like, okay, what's this deal all about? And then like the characters talk. I was like, whoa, they're like conversations. Like there's dialogue in this. So I don't know. Maybe it'll. Okay. Maybe it'll be the one. But either way, we'll find out. We'll see. Eventually. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Arcana. I've seen the the box art of like the the gypsy woman with the sword, um, but the game itself doesn't look familiar. But yeah, it totally looks like it looks more like Shining Force style yeah. um, portraits. Yeah, and, you got me. And- portraits. Hold up, <laughs> <laughs> just the portraits. <laughs> and then it looks like all the enemies, uh, all the enemies look like playing cards or something. So yeah, I don't know. It's like a, it's like Yu Gi Oh. Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have had a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Talking with you and Phil about the game Dungeon Master. Drinking these white claws. Man, you can have the rest of my white claw if you want. They are horrible. I opened the ruby grapefruit one. I love grapefruit, but man. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I don't like grapefruit, and I've also discovered I don't like white claw. But <laughs> yep. you can have my the ha- three quarters of a black cherry white claw <laughs> if you want it. Uh, but before we close things out, I have some really important questions for you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tyler. If you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? I would give this a sort of pointy soul patch, like I've seen uh, the lead singer of like Anthrax have. Okay, all right. I've heard of Anthrax. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember it was being mailed around to the U.S. Postal Service Very in the true. early 2000s. True. Yes. Well, those were mixtapes, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that uh, the the pointy soul patch was, I guess, good in its day. You could assume it might have been. People had it, but uh, its relevance is certainly waning. Okay, all right. I think that's fair. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's still a customizable option in Palace Chat. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It very much was. You're very correct, Tyler. A big pointy, a big pointy soul patch also seems like something that a dude named Sundog would wear. Sundog, <laughs> bringing all the hits from the '70s. <laughs> Tyler, if you were to give this game a pair of glasses that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would it be? I would give it the glasses of one Dwight K. Schrute. Oh man, because I feel those glasses are worn by most of the population who owned the Atari CT and owned this game. Yeah. Dwight does wear some early to mid eighties ass glasses. (laughs) That's for sure. I love it. I have a question as well for both of you, Tyler and Phil. Mm -hmm. If you were to buy kiss done. All right, man, that's a good subreddit. Uh, (laughs) If you were to buy this game loose, how much do you think you would pay for it on average? I'm out. Phil, you're out. Okay. Did you? I looked up this. I looked up this game beforehand to okay. see if I wanted to buy it. So, do you have that up on your screen still? No. You can go second then. I'm gonna see how good. Okay. I'm gonna test your memory. It okay. was ported to so many things that I don't think it's hard to find. Okay. Even the Super Nintendo one. So I'm not gonna aim super high. I'm gonna split the difference and say fourteen twenty. Phil, how much do you think it is? Fourteen twenty from Tyler. Twenty nine ninety nine is what I saw. 
$29.99 from Phil. Phil, where did you get your price? I'm curious. Amazon, I think. Okay. Actual retail value of Dungeon Master loose mm-hmm. on average, according to pricecharting.com at the time of this recording, is $15.13. Phil, I hope you didn't buy that game. <laughs> I did, I did not. <laughs> do you think it is worth $15? No. No? That's no. a no from Tyler. Phil, what do you think? Yes. I, I think if I had seen it for $15 on Amazon, I probably would have ordered it. Um, the fact that it what the my entry that I saw was 30 I was like, no, I think I'll just uh, yeah. I'll, f- I'll find other means with which to play. 30 is steep. Uh, I would pay $15 for it. I think if I ran across it in the wild, but it's not, it's not, which is different than $15 seeking something out and paying $15 for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's like, if I was at like game galaxy or the Louisville arcade expo and a vendor had dungeon master for $15 and I had 20 bucks in my pocket, I'd probably buy the game, but I'm not going to go to eBay and pay 15 bucks for it. Yeah. N- not yet. I, you know, I will get to that point probably sometime in the future. When you eventually start your Super Nintendo collection. Right. Which I have started that Super Nintendo oh, collection. Okay. Um, I have 45 games right now and none of them are Dungeon Master, but <laughs> maybe I'll find it in a lot. That's what I've been doing. All of them are Goof Troop though. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've been buying lots of Super Nintendo games as cheap as I can get them. Uh-huh. And then I clean, they're all coming super dirty. I clean them while I watch The Simpsons. And you're, you're making my brother rock hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Unre- unrelated. Yes. <laughs> you're also rock, rock hard. hard. Oh. Unrelated. <laughs> unrelated too. Yeah. Damn it. I thought your pingus was also <laughs> full mast. Uh, I have some other questions for you guys. Oh, if you'd cool. like to answer them, I want to know uh, where do you think FTL Games is now? This is the first game by FTL Games that we've covered. Uh, that was in air quotes, covered. Um, what do you think they are now? If they were still trying to make a second one of this in like 96 on the same game engine and it flopped, I'm going to assume they are defunct. All right. That is, that is 100% true. I, I read after they had uh, failed that they went, they went tits up shortly after. They had a website that existed until the mid-90s. <sighs> oh, damn. So there is that, but yeah, they are um, they are unfortunately defunct. 1996, approximately. Oh yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah, don't use an yeah. 87 engine to make a game in yeah. 96. Yeah. Uh, I have some more questions for you guys. We have a quiz that came in from Ross Rachel Green. Fuck yes. Called all call show names. <laughs> all calls show names. I don't know anything about oh, it. Oh fuck! Just all calls show- episode names. Shonies. <laughs> did you did you guys do an all call episode of Shonies? Uh, show maybe we did show names. I'm sorry. I will I will uh, attempt to enunciate better. All but calls I, it Shonies. Oh man, I tell you what. If we do one at Shonies, sign me up. I drove past. Did I tell you this? That I drove past the Shonies headquarters when I was in Knoxville. The headquarters. The the corporate headquarters. What did it look like? Shonies. The Pentagon. A, sh- a fucking shed. <laughs> Yay! It was. It was just like a small warehouse with a sign, Shoney's Headquarters. <laughs> so I was like, all right. You popped in. Everyone had their Atari STs. <laughs> Half of them were playing Dungeon Master. <laughs> They're all American burgers. They're very happy. Man, uh, man. It, every time I go through Clarksville, I am like, man, they have a Shoney's here. And I need to eat at it. 
Kenna, what are you doing right now? Let's go, <laughs> let's go eat a Jody. Scrab- we'll have scrambled eggs and cake. This is not a joke, Tyler. <laughs> you and me. Should get the kids together, and we should go to Shoney's <laughs> one right. day. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Ross Rachel Green, all calls, show names. And Ross says, nope, not even I am that cruel. <laughs> I am okay. still on games beginning with a letter, and one that brings much joy to the British public has a story behind it. A long time ago, there was a quiz show on TV called Blockbusters that had a hexagonal grid covered in letters. You said the name of a letter, and a question would be asked along the lines of, which letter was? Of course, when someone selected a letter, they would say, I'll have a, insert letter, please, Bob. The show being hosted by an old man named Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Probably Robert, who knows? And no end of hilarity would ensue when the contestant said, I'll have a P, please, Bob. Uh, it's funnier when you are five. <laughs> anyway, get a load of these peas. There's peeing in the dungeon. We know because wow. of Ellen Ray. Yep. <laughs> uh, usual rules apply. First question. Are we ready, gentlemen? Of course. Yes. This top-down shooter is a sequel, which allows a second player to control the CPU character for co-op play. Pocky and Rocky 2. I think that's a really good answer. I was going to go Puzzle yeah. Bobble, but yeah, I think it's Pocky and Rocky too. I'm going to agree with that one. All right. We're all in agreement. Locking it in. Do we want to guess an episode number? That's probably like episode 14 or 15 or something like that. That was a really early episode. 15. 15. Pocky and Rocky 2. Locking it in. It is 34 Pocky and Rocky 2. We got the important part. Well done, Tyler. Next question. This game was one of the first God games. It's populous. Yep. Populous. <laughs> yeah. And with over populous, I want to be populous. Uh, and with yeah, <laughs> remember that gag I did about popular on Wicked, but as populous, everybody loved it. I got, I got letters about it. Everybody loved it so much. That's why we. Jacob York loved it. I do, remember that. Do a full rendition, please. Go on. <laughs> You're a god of people in populous. Yes. Yes. I need to watch the musical again. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ross, Ross Rachel Green continues, it's one of the first God games with over 4 million copies sold. It's one of the best-selling PC games of all time. We Shit. all agree it's populous. What? Step your game up, Dungeon Master. 40,000 <laughs> copies. <laughs> yeah, versus 4 million on the, well, who knows, probably on all of the platforms. What episode number do you think populous was? 52. 52? Pocky and Rocky was 34, just for 47. Well, we're going to have to come to agreement. 52. 52. Uh-huh. Locking it in, because we can't see Phil, and we pro- he's probably got tadfog.com pulled up on his, on his computer. Got them right. 52. Populous. Locking it in. It is 37. Populous. Oh, damn. Next question. This game sees the player investigating and questioning a suspect of a crime. L.A. Noir. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Did we do an episode on Phoenix Wright? We did an episode on Phoenix Wright. We did? Wow, okay. We did. Sweet. (laughs) All right. What episode number do you think that was? I feel like that was much later on. Yeah, I remember. That would have been an other shit Monday one. Was it Dual Destinies? I think it was. It might. We. I think we talked about all of them, but we started with Dual Destinies. Okay, because I remember when Dual Destinies came out. Um, but I don't remember what 
around what episode number we were on there. Yeah, I want to say like 107. 107, Phoenix Wright, locking it in. It is 49, Phoenix (laughs) Wright. Wow. Uh, Next question. This game sees you working as an immigration official. It's Papers, Please. Papers, Please. Papers. Episode number, I'm going to say 69. Everyone good with that? Yep. That was a pee-pee. Can I have a (laughs) pee-pee? It is, in fact, 97. Papers, Please. Got the game right. That's all that matters. Next question. This game was developed by the company that would go on to create a game about battling monsters. So that'd be Game Freak, probably. They did Pokemon. Pulse Man. Pulse Man, very good. What episode? I don't remember that. Oh, Pulse I Man. Forgot about Pulse, Pulse Man. Man was a was a pretty decent platform. I remember I you thought. really liked that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to take a guess at episode number? It'd be probably after ninety seven. One oh seven. One oh seven. Pulse Man locking it in. It is. 361 <laughs> Pulse Man. Wow. That was a big jump. Okay. Next question. This game starred a main protagonist named Chaz. This should be enough. Fantasy star. Fantasy star. Fantasy star. And Chaz is four, so Fantasy Star Four. It is four. I'm glad you remember that because I was like, is it two or four? All right. Fantasy Star Four. What episode number do you think it was? Oh, the Genesis is in three hundred with Pulse Man. Pulse Man was three sixty one. Um, three seventy three. Locking it in three seventy three. Fantasy Star four three eighty one three eighty three and three eighty five. Fantasy <laughs> Star four. Next question: This game sees the characters shooting themselves in the head to summon monsters. Persona. Persona four. four. Nope. Persona three. Persona three. Yep. All right. What episode number do you think it was? they had guns to summon and they shoot them. Yeah. Persona 3. Eee. 356. 385 was the last one. 3411. 3411. Persona 3, locking it in. It is, in fact, 389 Persona 3. Well done, Tyler. Next question. This game sees characters traveling to another world through televisions. Persona 4. Persona 4. Yep. What episode number do you think that was? Probably like 390 or 391? Three, yeah, 391. 391, Persona 4, locking it in. It is 390, Persona 4. We were very close. I don't remember those episodes because I did not play those games. Those were Todd Pogs. Uh, Next question. This is a game that sees the character, a small child, attacked by dogs, lawnmowers, and death himself. That is Paperboy. All right. 420, Paperboy, locking it in. It is 461, Paperboy. Next question, final question. This sports game featured 24 official teams, just like there's 24, there are 24 characters in the the Hall of Champions. Bless you. Just one. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's a rarity. (laughs) Uh, You must be cursed. I know. (laughs) This sports game featured 24 official teams and 288 official players and contained a setting that made the game impossible to score with. I have no idea. So it's a sports game that Uh begins with P. Is there some soccer game that was like power class champions European (laughs) soccer goal? Because there was European prime goal. Maybe it's just prime goal. Maybe it's going from prime goal. Yeah, is it prime European or something like that? I know. I'm I'm like 90% sure it's a European prime goal. European prime goal. 
episode. It would have been after Paperboy. Well, though. no, I mean that it's not Prime. Oh, so oh, that's oh, just oh, European Prime. Okay. I don't know if the answer is European. Prime I got gotcha. you. I understand now. This would have been after episode four sixty one. This would have been kind of recent. Probably Persona Four Golden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good lord! Phil Lambeer's combat basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where you where you play with the Phil's turn? You get to hit the ball with the Phil's turn. <laughs> Shit! What is what's that sports game that we've done with a P? Pingus Wars. Pingus Wars. Pingus Wars. <laughs> Roger Clemens. Which man? I am rewatching The Simpsons because of Disney Plus, and I just today watched the uh, the uh, nuclear power plant softball team ex- episode uh, with uh, and when Roger Clemens comes on i'm like hey i know that guy from the video game (laughs) said only you ever (laughs) (laughs) phil any idea did you guys do pro hockey is is it no Hmm. fuck that's not a game i was thinking ice hockey um i know i have no idea i don't know was there a pro hockey uh, I don't think pro so. Pro basketball, pro hockey, pro. What the setting made it impossible to play. Yeah, which makes me think of ESPN's primetime goal. Do you think it's primetime goal? Wait, that's not a thing. Was it? Because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. What's that ESPN show? Phil, you know this. What's the hockey ESPN show? I, I'm not a hockey man. I don't I don't know. Shit. Um, I do like how Ross is making us all question our sanity. <laughs> we're like, did, did we do this? Did this? Was this a show? Was this a game? <laughs> oh my god, this is I think awful. Pro, pro something sounds like a pretty good guess. Pro something, locking it in. Pro, pro, what are the pro, sp- pro hockey, pro hockey, <laughs> pro hockey, pro hockey, pro hockey. Five twelve, locking it in. Good answer. Good answer. Five oh four, pro sport hockey. Two thirds of the way there. Word. Two thirds of the way there. Because I was like, <laughs> what was that super generic one we played like really early on in the randomizer? Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> this is like I'm half of this podcast. I should remember a game that we just recently played. <laughs> it was it was vanilla as fuck and not good. And yeah. I don't remember it at all, dude. At all. <laughs> like I can't even picture the title. I can't even picture the show art in my mind. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. We do appreciate the quiz. Thanks for reminding us, reminding us of our mortality, Ross. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right. Well, that was pretty good. I think we got pretty, 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 pretty good. I feel I feel comfortable sharing this. I think I could do. I could, I think my, my gram gram can, uh, oh, can see this on my Facebook page. All right. Awesome. So no need for me to title the Facebook post, Attention, Mayor. <laughs> Attention, Graham Grams and Mayor. <laughs> yeah. Really, you could, get, you could get really blue at the end of the episode here, and it probably wouldn't matter because no folks I'm worried far. about listening are not going to make it this far. Yeah. What, you don't think the mayor of your town would make it through us trying to remember the name Pro Sport <laughs> Hockey for the twin, 10 minutes? <laughs> That would be the deal have credit for. He would, he would get that far and then be like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Phil, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. You gave question us your is, full extensive list, so we'll be seeing you like at least uh, 20 more times. Like, are we going to be seeing me next week? Is the randomizer going to make this happen? That's true. What Which, we- okay, last last bit of trivia here. Um I think the randomizer chose this this game because it is going to have its 32nd anniversary Whoa. on December on December 15th. This is the closest mm. show without wow. going over 
to the date that it was released. The big three, two. And hey, our next, our next episode will be after that. So yeah, this is perfect. Wow. Wow. All right. In, in mysterious ways. Yeah. yeah. And, and brought you on to, to know that fact. Because Dave and I wouldn't have been. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm still stuck on pro sport hockey. I'm still trying to remember <laughs> what the fuck that game looked like. That's a pretty bad game. Meanwhile, you're like, Pulse Man. <laughs> Phil and I are like, <laughs> but Pulse Man's a good game, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Pepsi Man wasn't on that list. Yeah, fuck Pepsi Ross. Because <laughs> we would have known that immediately. Yeah. There's no way to describe that game that we don't get that immediately. Yeah, no, it's true. And I think I think he used Pepsi Man not too super long ago yeah. too. So he probably thought about it. And was like, nah, those motherfuckers love them some Pepsi Man, <laughs> and I've used it recently. So I was waiting for Power Rangers to come up, and I never oh. did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me go over here and take this key that I keep close to my heart, unlock this chest, pull out my just well-oiled, very nice Louisville Slugger signed by one oh. Donnie Jeffco. I mean, look at that. Yeah. It's your magic bat. Man. Like Homer had that he handcrafted <laughs> out of a tree limb that was struck by lightning <laughs> yep. in that very episode that I just watched today <laughs> that has Roger Clemens in it. In the show notes. And Ken Griffey Jr., who I also know from a video game. And Wade Boggs. <laughs> Because I don't know him from video game. Wade Boggs sounds like a like a lazy fantasy character. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so put this bat down. Put my forehead on it. Turn around in circles while saying the prayer we all know so well. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Stop. Two oh nine. Two zero nine. Niner. In the G's? Correct, Phil. It is in the G's. Any guesses? Um, Gretzky, Wayne, hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a a really good guess. It's not right, but wow. Yeah. Golf. Just just golf. (laughs) It is. And everyone's going to think that this was fucking rigged. Oh. Everyone's going to think this was rigged. I love it. I love it. I goddamn guarantee you that it was not. Mm-hmm. 209 is Ghoul Patrol. Nice. Which I'm waiting All for right. Phil's laughter. I don't hear it. The reason I say everyone's going to think it's rigged is because I have a spreadsheet. I own that game. <laughs> Phil's name is, I own that game. <laughs> Phil's name is next to that game on the spreadsheet. I got that game. From Cody Stinson, I purchased a bunch of uh, Super Nintendo games off of him, which included Ghoul Patrol. So, so I you, will, you'll, I will, you'll be joining us again yeah. for next week? I will check with Bulbasaur if she is fine with uh, single momming it for next week night. Um, and yeah, hopefully I'll see you guys back on here. Hell All yeah. Right. So if you enjoyed this episode, come back next week and Phil may or may not be here. <laughs> <laughs> we can see that for any show, though. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Tadpog guarantee. (laughs) (laughs) Heard a lot of things I know in life, but I do know (laughs) Phil Hawkins will always be or not be on the show. (laughs) That uh, Chris Edler quoting on Tadpog twenty (laughs) thirty (laughs) eight. Pinball Archmage. Sorry, I need to use titles when when titles are due. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, on Spotify. Spotify, dog. I'm trying not to snot everywhere. Uh, in the next episode, Ghoul Patrol. I'm excited about that. I've heard a lot about it. I've never even seen it played, though. So I haven't either. I know it's the sequel to Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. That's all I know yep. about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never played see. it either since I got it. So this Perfect. will be a new experience for me. So if uh, 
like intros. You like us to try stuff or send us funny stuff, whatever for an intro. You can send it to Tadbox Studios, care of Nicole Nance, PO Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky 42002. You want to call us, leave us voicemail. We do those sometimes, sometimes. Uh, 270-883-2555. And um, what, social media, we've got Tadpog underscore podcast on Facebook. Not Facebook, Tadpog underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, then the ta- ta- the Tadpog page, we're trying to meme that up, make that good. So you got that. You got that for your surface level goofs. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go, you want to go a little, you want to go dank, you want to go dark. Whoa. That's Tadpog Nation. Whoa. Are you a nice good boy who enjoys good times with their good boys? That's that Tadpog Discord. Yeah. Bit.ly slash Tadpog Discord. Yeah. Type that into a web browser and it will give you an invitation to join. Mm. It's an invitation, invitation only server, which sounds fancy, but that's how they all work. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also got that Patreon. We do. Did you enjoy this episode, listener? If you did, then. I don't know, man. Give us a dollar. That'd be cool. Uh, Tyler is running a fantastic Call of Cthulhu tabletop game that we've been recording uh, and posting weekly uh, on Mondays on the Tadpog Patreon. And uh, I think we've made it. I hate to say that because I don't want to jinx anything, but um, I have found... I, ha- I Okay, so... I signed up for Google Alerts for Tadpog because mm. I feel like it's a responsible thing to do. Mm. And just this week, I got uh, I got a, a, a an email that's, that was like a link to a site, and I followed it, and it was somebody who was asking for Tadpog password to a Tadpog Patreon. <laughs> 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 so it was like, man, okay, <laughs> all right. I like that. I want to hear this, but I'd, I'm going to keep my dollar. You're right. <laughs> so don't be that guy. If you're yeah. that, if you're listening and you're that person, <laughs> give us a dollar, man. Come on. It's a dollar. It's all of it. It's, it's a dollar. Of, there's a ton of shit there. You get all of it. Uh, but I really enjoy the Call of Cthulhu game that you're running, Tyler. It's Thank a, you. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun. It means a lot to me. Um, and it is all available on patreon.com slash tadpog. Uh, if you chip in at least a buck, uh, I would like to take a moment. So sit right there. I'm going to thank a few people who gave us money on Patreon. Uh, I would like to thank a new donor, Mountain Dew Baja Blast Marketing Department. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for your dollar. I appreciate it. We will uh, definitely accept that. I mean, since Taco John's and Mondo dropped us, it's it's good. It's I good know. to see that again. I know. I agree. Uh, also, I would like to thank uh, Brooks Arnold, who just recently upped his donation. Brooks, thank you very much. Uh, and I would like to thank Joseph Phillips, uh, who just upped his donation as well. Yeah, Joseph, thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Uh, I'd like to uh, say thank you to a new donor, Chris Wiltermood. Chris, thank you very much for your donation. I hope you enjoy the bonus content. Uh, I would also like to thank uh, a new donor, Adam Missy. Adam, I hope you enjoy the the content as well. Adam Missy's been around forever, mm-hmm. forever. Welcome to Patreon. Welcome to Patreon. Nate, welcome. You've made it. Now I love you. I know you couldn't find that password you were looking for online. So, <laughs> so, you got so good. good to see you. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also like to thank Nicole J. Wyland uh, for uh, her donation. Thank you very much, that- girl. And and not the minimum donation either. I'm going to assume is, you're Shandra's friend. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the uh, the bonus content. All right. Uh, what do we do after that? Our theme song. Phil, what's our theme song?
Did we lose Phil? Phil, are you there? I'm back. Oh, I'm there back. he is. I'm, oh, I thought Harold I heard <laughs> Harold Arthur came into the room and I had to mute it. So, Pingus, Pingus. <laughs> Baba Booey. <laughs> Dude, if, if Pingus could be the Baba Booey of Tadpog. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, that would be fantastic. Now I need to make a pingus emote for the Discord server. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but Phil, what's our theme song? Moves. And who does By that? Oak Lane. Remember when we made those jokes? <laughs> yes. They're yeah. back. They're back. <laughs> hey, if form. Popular Populous came back, then, man, it's totally good to make those think more drive goops. Do you think that we could, Phil? I know the answer to this. I'm. This is baiting. Yeah. I'm baiting you. But do you think we could find a way to have um, Oak Lane Pogs made so you could say Oak Lane <laughs> is back in Pog form? That is something I do want to bring to Tadpog Prom is custom Pogs, and you can you can make custom Pogs. There's a there's a website where you can just uh, submit your own art and order them for like I don't know a. a an obscene price. Yeah, it's $20 a pog. They are expensive. <laughs> I think it was like a hundred pogs for like 30 bucks. Like it's, it's not a great value, no, but they're making a lot something. of money. Can you get slammers too? make your own pog? <laughs> <laughs> My goal custom is pogs, oh? custom pogs. They're back. Remember pogs? <laughs> they're, they're back, back in, in pog, pog form. form. Yes. <laughs> that is what it says. Yes. <laughs> I, I undersold them. It's 100 pogs for $38. 100 individual pogs or just 100 of the same pog? Good question. You can, you can get, I think, five different designs. So like 20 pogs of each design. Okay. Mm, All right. Mm, mm. And okay. then you can order more. You want 10,000 pogs? They they do them in yes. order to 10,000. <laughs> yes. How much is that? Only $2,500. <laughs> Can I, have them, can I have them drop ship to anywhere in the United States? <laughs> Dave, please speak to your creative director. See if he can order a pog machine for oh, you guys to start man. doing. Yeah. I think we probably could make pog machines at work <laughs> if Chris Black felt like doing them, which is not good. Not good odds on that. All right. So everyone petition Chris Black <laughs> to start making pogs for us. Chris Black's diary on Instagram. <laughs> oh, all right. I think that's all we got then. Uh, this episode was executive oh. produced by the following people: Usurper Grim thirteen eighty three, who was in the Discord chat when this call started, and I was like, "Grim, get out of here!" And he got out of here real quick, like so quick that I felt like I needed to message him and be so like, "So quick as Patreon donation went away." <laughs> Whoa! It evaporated. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I uh, wish I had a dime machine, but I've spent all my money on pogs. Uh, if you want to check out Grim on Twitch, he streams under Grim with two M's, 1383. Uh, I recommend you check him out. He got some new um, uh, alerts that are very, very, very cool. Like, they are seriously <laughs> fucking amazing. Uh, he posted them in the Discord um, earlier this week, and they are fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'd also like to thank... Uh, this episode is also executive, executive produced by God Emperor Alex Pena, Cousin David Galino, The Eightfold, Daniel Abernathy, yep, yep. Platinum member Brett Miller, Laud Dennis, and Master Cycle Baron Kevin Link. Uh, those are the folks who donate $20 or more a month. That makes a huge difference. Thank you very much. Phil, how should you close this one out? Well, as your favorite Dungeon Master Champion, of course. All right. So until next time... 
Tropical Gothamog. I was wolf because I just wanted to howl again. I feel like I do that a lot on those. Oh, I like it. Because I think I did that like maybe two episodes ago. spirit animal. Yeah. Who were you, Phil? I thought we would would all do uh, Dungeon Daddy Zed. (laughs) I did Dungeon Daddy. (laughs) Well, see, I was like, I was going all psychological because it was like, I can't do Gothmog. I can't do Dungeon Daddy. And I just wanted to howl. Yeah. Like Sundog. I assumed um, if if they showed the male genitalia back then in those shows, you would see infinitely more in-depth, extreme hardcore female genitalia. There's like a and, relationship. Right. Yeah. It correlates, right? right. Yeah. So here I am. I'm sitting around. My, my buddies are all there. We're all, you know, whatever, 14, 15 years old. In my head, I'm, I know what I meant. Uh, what I said was, man, just show the dude. <laughs> and they're like, "What? What did you just say?" And then I had to like, Show you know, the dude. just like try to explain. I fucking said it. Right. Yeah, try to explain. They're like, "No, dude, you fucking like dicks. No, no, I got logic." Yeah. All right. So, still to this day. Those friends, when we get into an argument or we get into a disagreement, they're like, just show the dude. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get a dick to look at a pussy. It's yeah. fine. So just like I, I was saying last time, I'm like, I really love the trend of more, you know, male genitalia in cinema just because, you know, it's a great equalizer and, you know, it's not as flattering at all. Yeah, the, a lot of a lot of the dicks in movies now are not flattering. Like right. in The Hangover, it's right. like his little, little uh, Asian dick, you know, and, and the... Uh, Observing report, you know, like <laughs> just kind of pudgy, like pedophile, weird streaker guy. Um, but I, I find it very refreshing. <laughs> just show the dude. Just show, show the, the just dude. Show the dude. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, just show the dude. I didn't use my name, you know. Like, oh. And I just, just someone, I just makes me laugh. It just makes me laugh. <clears throat> All right, get ready for this. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. Are you ready? I don't know. Show the dude. Just show him. Show some dick. Show a little neck. God. <laughs> See some scrotes. The old dick neck. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Is that a taint? Uh, they call it a grundle song. Yes. <laughs> Let me see that dick neck, baby. I regret telling. I regret. You I should. Regret it. Yes. I mean, you should. I, but... I should, but I don't. Oh, okay. okay don't let me see it, Paul. Are we recording? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. So they heard all the dick talk. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, you started talking Jesus. about dicks, and I was like, record now. <laughs> Show the dude. You're welcome. <laughs> Get some stingers. Yeah. yeah. So the end of our episode, show me the dick. <laughs> we see that dick neck, baby. Oh, thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> they don't call me Hoover for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, man, I, we could go off on a tangent right there. Let's stick to business. There may Hey, hey, Patreon, you know what that sounds like. Fwap, fwap, fwap. <laughs>